0: Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective and brought to you by your support of Tenon Aquatics and uh, the work that we do in the, uh, hopefully pushing the botanical style aquarium movement uh, in the hobby, and we really appreciate your support and thank you very much. Now, you know, it's largely been for, I suppose, business purposes, but it seems like I've set up more aquariums in the past year than I have in the previous two to three years combined. It seems like every month I have something new going up or going down or about to go up or about to go down. And, of course, being a fish geek, even when it's for business purposes, you know, sharing some new inspirational ideas, it's still incredibly fun and educational. It's a great excuse to set up a new tank, right? But I get new insights about aquariums and the natural habitats which inspire them every time I set one up. Now, when you think about it sort of analytically... One of the neat things about setting up a new aquarium is that, like it or not, you go through these time-honored traditions of stuff as mundane as washing sand, setting in heaters and lights, you know, cleaning and preparing wood and other hardscape materials, etc., etc. You can't escape most of these tasks, nor should you want to. I mean, unless you're using live material from an existing tank or pulling stuff from a pond, you pretty much have to rinse sand or, you know, whatever, you know, technique that you use, it's almost unavoidable. And that, of course, often creates some sort of lingering cloudiness that simply takes a bit of waiting to resolve. And then there's what I like to call the settling period, also jokingly referred to us, you know, patient types as the the calm before the storm, that period of time, a uh, few days or so when you let everything sort of sit for a bit, but allowing the water to clear, get any bubbles out, etc. And I love this period of time because it's the last point in my tank's existence that's actually sterile, you know, before the... Um, You know, we begin preparing it for the biological part of the system. You know, getting the wood and, if you're using them, stones positioned right. Making sure that the basic water parameters, you know, alkalinity, pH, TDS, whatever you use, uh, are where you want them before you start seeding the system with bacteria or whatever your technique is to make the tank come more alive. And yeah, it's an exciting time. It's a time to really make sure that things are running how you'd like them. To assure yourself that the basic hardscapes position how you think it should be, and that the system is mechanically running reliably. It's a very exciting time, and when viewed with the correct mindset... Did I say exciting like three times? Yes, it is exciting. And when viewed with the correct mindset, it's as gratifying, fascinating, uh, and enjoyable as any other period of time in the life of your tank. I recently considered all these thoughts as I went through the, you know, this period right now in my new home Blackwater Aquarium, and it's a very contemplative time too, if you make it that way, and of course, I always tend to... I find myself viewing this time as a real chance to sort of get things right, the time to deploy a lot of patience and ask myself those honest questions like, is this exactly how you want those pieces of wood positioned or do you want to use those rocks in those positions or do I even want to use rocks? Like, I hate editing my hardscape as I go. So to me, once I start going biological, as I call it, with the tank, the honeymoon's over. Those pieces of wood or rock, they're staying in the exact positions until I either knock them out of position during maintenance, which never happens, right? Or until I break down the tank. Yeah, I'm pretty hardcore about it. I don't like messing with this stuff. Of course, it's also a time when I tell myself, okay, Felman, no turning back. You know, sort of like when an airplane is committed to rotate for takeoff. I guess I commit to a hardscape like I run my business. Conceive, tweak, execute, manage. Oh, and insert fixed disasters here too. (laughs) I think that it's a lot how nature works. Well, sort of. Once a tree falls, it, it typically moves very little, for example, unless water movement or a subsidence from the substrate alters how it's settled, and stuff, like leaves, twigs, seed pods, etc., accumulates around it, further sort of cementing it into position in the habitat. Yeah, I have this weird way of looking at stuff I know. And I suppose it's correct to acknowledge that despite my labeling this period as a, you know of you know, time as a sterile period, it's really the first step of creating a biologically active system. I mean Wood creates all sorts, you know, contains all sorts of stuff, including organic materials and probably even good old-fashioned terrestrial dirt, which in turn fuels the growth of bacteria. Despite our best efforts at cleaning or otherwise preparing it for aquarium use, and the tannins which wood often gives off once submerged, I mean that's like nature's little gift to, for the you know tinter in us. While the rest of the aquarium world pouts, agonizes, generally freaks the f out about you know tannins discoloring my water. We, in our community, see this as one of those rare hacks, a gift from Mother Nature to help us speed up the process of getting that visual tint to our water that we all love so much. Don't believe me about how the rest of the hobby reacts to this? Search any you know, aquatic hobby you know, forum on aquascaping and look at the frantic posts from hobbyists looking for anything to help remove this dreaded scourge of tint from their aquariums. I know I shouldn't be so callous and unsympathetic to their plight, but if these heathens only knew what they were missing, right? I mean... I get frantic emails from customers wondering how to make their tanks darker. <laughs> Shit, this is weird. Yeah, it is. So yeah, we take our victories where we can get them, right? But let's talk about that biological phase, as I call it, just for a second. Pretty much anything that we add to the aquarium contains some biological material, i.e. bacterial, fungal, or algal spores. You know, right? And once they hit the water, uh, it begins the process of growth, colonization, and proliferation that won't stop. These processes are so beneficial and important to our systems. When we have these materials in place, the the microfonyl system, as I call it, begins to ignite and grow. We often talk about the large influx of nutrients present in a new aquarium and so-called immature nutrient export systems in place to handle it. I mean, the tank plays a sort of biological catch up during this time as the bacterial and fungal growths proliferate among the abundant nutrients. We might rely a bit more on mechanical and chemical filtration during this period. However, ultimately, these natural nutrient export mechanisms will take over. It just takes time. and a mindset where you're not totally obsessed with removing every bit of dirt or material which looks offensive, allowing the nitrogen cycle to really establish itself and natural processes to develop will really set the tone for our botanical-style aquariums, in my opinion. We shouldn't let some of the visual clues like cloudiness, biofilms, etc., you know, compel us to whip out the siphon hose and remove every bit of the offensive looking material from our tanks, otherwise, we end up with you know ourselves working against the very processes that we're you know trying to foster in a botanical style aquarium. It takes patience understanding, observation, and a vision, and we are patient we're determined. we understand that a botanical style blackwater or brackish aquarium truly must evolve and take time to begin to blossom into a functioning little ecosystem, and we enjoy each and every stage of the startup process for what it is, an analog to processes which occur in the natural habitats we want so badly to emulate. I think one of the mental games I've always played with myself during this process is to draw parallels between what I'm doing, you know, to prepare my tank and what actually happens in nature. Kind of goes something like this. You know, a tree falls in the dry forest. Oh, really, in you're riffing about trees again? Yeah, yeah, I am. Anyway, wind and gravity determine where it finally, you know, falls. It's, it's initial resting place, I'd say. You know, that's you playing around with the, your, you know, your wood pieces until you get them where you want and into a position that sort of holds. A little rain falls. We spray down our hardscapes, you know, moistening the dry materials that abound in the substrate. Next, our mater- you know other materials like leaves and perhaps a few rocks become entrapped around that fallen tree or branches, which is us setting uh, you know a few anchor pieces of hardscaping material into the tank. Detritus settles, you know, that damn sediment that you get from newly set up tanks. Then the heavier rain comes, streams overflow, and the once dry forest floor becomes inundated. That's us filling the aquarium with water, right? The action of water and rain really helps set the final position of the tree or branches that we use. And wash more materials into the area influenced by the tree that's us placing more pieces of botanicals rocks leaves etc into place the area settles in a bit with the occasional influxes of new water from the initial rainfall and it's us making chemistry tweaks and perhaps a top-off or two as needed fungi bacteria and insects begin to act upon the wood and the botanicals that have collected in the water kind of like what happens in our tanks hmm? yeah biofilms are beautiful gradually the first fishes begin to follow the food and populate the area. That's us adding, you know, our first fish selections based on our stocking plan. And it continues from there. Get the picture? Sure, I can go on and on attempting to painfully draw parallels to every single little nuance of tank startup, but I think you know where I'm going with this stuff, right? The thing we need to deploy at all times in this process is patience and an appreciation for each and every step in the process and how it will influence the overall tempo and ultimate success of the aquariums that we're creating. When we take the view that we're not just creating an aquatic display, but as sort of a habitat for a variety of aquatic life forms, including the fish, we tend to look at it as much more of an evolving process than a step-by-step procedure for getting somewhere. Do some reading on the bioactive you know, processes that our frog and herp friends strive to create in their beautiful virariums and enclosures, and there are many, many you know, analogies and, and educational takeaways there creating such a habitat and fostering stuff like, you know, the development of a basic kind of food web is really an amazing process, and it's filled with potential breakthroughs for aquariums. And I think that even if we don't consciously consider the concept, we as hobbyists have sort of been helping develop some aspects of these food webs for some time now in almost every type of aquarium that we've set up. It's an interesting thing to contemplate, isn't it? Taking the time to consider and study and really savor each phase of this process is such an amazing thing, and I'd like to think that as you know, students of this very compelling hobby niche that we can appreciate the evolution as much as the finished product if there ever is such a thing in the aquarium world, right? And it all starts with an idea and a little bit of a waiting game and a belief in nature, a trust in allowing the natural processes which have guided our planet and its life forms for eons to develop to the you know, extent that they can in our aquariums. The appreciation of this process is a victory in and of itself, isn't it? I think it is. And the startup phase of our aquariums is a key component to fostering the processes. Enjoy it, understand it, appreciate it for what it really is, a beginning of a closed ecological system. Stay motivated, stay excited, stay obsessed, stay observant, stay appreciative, stay patient, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from and Aquatics. Thanks very much for spending part of your day with me. And I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.